Welcome back to Fanfatals. Take a ride with us on the Hogwarts Express. Walk down Main Street with our best super pals. And defy gravity as we talk about all things fandom. And welcome back to Fanfits House, a member of the Real Fans Podcast Network. I'm Emma. And I'm Gabby. And welcome back to Spooktober, where we're going to be discussing two films, which are the only two films in the uh, Hocus Pocus Now franchise. For now. I think we should keep it at two. I think so, too. But that end credit scene. We'll, we'll get to the end credit scene of the sequel. Which I definitely missed. <laughs> you missed it? Definitely did. I told you about it. I know, but I forgot until just now. <laughs> so let's get into the first Hocus Pocus, which we've seen a few times, and we have talked on the podcast about previously, so this will be pretty yes. brief. It's just going to yeah. be a little recap. Um, yeah, we should get into the first Hocus Pocus movie, which, like I said, we yeah. have talked about before, and... Uh, Blah, 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 but... Yeah. We had to talk about it if we are going to talk about the sequel. Yeah. Um, so the synopsis is a curious youngster moves to Salem where he struggles to fit in before awakening a trio of diabolical witches that were executed in the 17th century. Yeah. It was directed by Kenny Ortega of High School Musical fame. And well, this was well before had- High School Musical. This was like... I think uh, true. I think this was one of the first ones that Kenny Ortega did with Disney, actually. Yeah, but I feel like more people know him from True High School Musical, which is why I said that. Um, it came out theatrically on July sixteenth of nineteen ninety three. Hold on, I'm trying to see when his first one was. Okay. <laughs> Newsies, a salsa movie. He did a few movies. He did a lot of choreography. He did a lot of movies in the 80s, but it looks like the first Disney movie was Newsies in 1992, followed by Hocus Pocus, which came out in 1993. Okay. So he must have, like, cranked them out because this came out July 16th, of course. Yes. And Newsies came out... It's not just, like, readily available right here. Um, April 10th of 1992. So about a year. Yeah. About a year. <clears throat> um, but this film was supposed to come out in October. But in 1993, another big Disney Halloween movie, The Nightmare Before Christmas, also came out. Mm-hmm. So Disney didn't want a Tim Burton film to compete with Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. Which is smart. Um, yeah, which is smart. 
But yeah, the cast includes Bette Midler as Winifred Sanderson, Sarah Jessica Parker as Sarah Sanderson, Kathy Najimi as Mary Sanderson, Omri Katz as Max Dennison, Tora Birch as Danny Dennison, Vanessa Shaw as Allison Watts, Sean Murray as the human Thackeray Binks, Jason Marsden as the voice of Thackeray Binks in the cat form. Which is like, why? <laughs> I, I don't know. Why does Thackeray as a cat need to sound different than Thackeray as a person? This has always bothered me. Sorry, go ahead. We can finish one more and then and then I'll get back into and it. And then uh, Doug Jones as Billy Butcherson. Okay, so back onto my soapbox. Why does why does Jason Marsden I get it. Okay, Jason Marsden's great. We love him. He is Max Goof, yeah. whatever. But why why can't it be the same guy? Did the same guy just like not want to do it? Or was it like a logistical thing? This has always bothered me. Yeah, I have no idea. Because every time I watch this movie, I go, oh my gosh, that's Max Goof. Or uh, Jason Marsden also plays a character uh, in Boy Meets World. Yeah. Whose name is escaping me at the moment. But every time I watch this movie, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's definitely Max Goof. And then it's a completely different person. And I'm like, who? Who? What? (laughs) Anyway. Okay. I don't know. Was it to make him look more like Emily? I have no idea. I don't know why you're asking me. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, like, we've kind of talked about this before and everything. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing, because I rewatched it the day before the sequel came out. Okay. So it was fresh in my mind when I was watching the sequel, which... We'll get into a story about Sean with the sequel. Because <laughs> he didn't rewatch the first one. And then mm. argued with me about facts from the first one. And you're like, I was like, I saw me. it yesterday, Sean. Don't cross me. Um, but I wish that the sequel involved Max, Allison, and Danny. I agree 100%. Like, I wish it was their kids. If it had to be in 2022, I wish it was their kids. And then they got mom and dad to help. I 100% Which we can agree. always get in the, the third one if they make it. So do you want me to spoil the end credit scene? Yeah, go for it. So the cat that was in the magic shop mm-hmm. in the sequel. Um, he jumps up on a shelf and there's a box that says BF number two. Black flame. Or no, it says BF candle number two. Ooh. So we could get another virgin lighting the black flame candle. Interesting. Okay. So we could always get this version of the sequel back. But it bothers me that it doesn't happen. Yeah. In this one. Well, okay. I did I did appreciate I guess we're just jumping right into the second one. <laughs> Should we do, like, the intro for it, I guess? Because we're not really talking about the first one at all. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, like, what else there is to say. I mean, we from, talked a like, lot about it. Year. Like, we talked about, a lot about last year. Yeah. And, like, I think I think we'll talk about both of them back and forth. So let's just introduce the second yeah, one, too, and then yeah. jump back and forth. Sure. So Hocus Pocus 2... 
the synopsis is in 2022, 29 years after the, that's a lot of 20s, first of all. <laughs> In 2022, 29 years after the events of the first film, three high school students must work together to stop the Sanderson sisters who have returned to present-day Salem. It was directed by Anne Fletcher, and it came out on Disney Plus on September 30th of 2022. Cast includes Bette Midler as Winnie Sanderson, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker as Sarah Sanderson, Kathy Najimy as Mary Sanderson, Doug Jones as Billy Butcherson, uh, Whitney Peak as Becca, Lila Buckingham as Cassie Trask, and Belissa Escobedo as Izzy. It also featured Sam Richardson as Gilbert and Tony Hale as Reverend slash Mayor Trask. Yes. Which I liked that he played both of them. Yeah. I did too. Um, So some real quick fun facts is that uh, Hocus Pocus 2 was the first Disney movie to use the new Disney 100 logo celebrating 100 years of Disney, which starts in 2023. However, they did at the end, like turn it a little Halloween-y, which I was like, I did. I really liked it. That was really cool. I hate how long the new intro is. So long. I was so annoyed. So I watched it the day after it came out. Uh, Or No. Like, two days after it came out. And then when I was home this past weekend, I watched it with my mom because she hadn't seen it yet. Mm, Okay. And I was like, this intro was so long. So long. I agree. Um, Let's see. So the next fun fact I have here is uh, Hocus Pocus 2 brings back the cast of Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy reprising all of their roles as the three Sanderson sisters, as well as Doug Jones reprising his role as Billy Butcherson. Um, none of the other original cast members from the film returned, obviously. And then lastly, um, unlike the original, most of this film was filmed in Rhode Island, including cities like Lincoln, Newport, and East Providence, with reshoots having been shot in Astoria and Queens, uh, New York. The original was filmed in Salem and Marblehead, Massachusetts, with a few scenes also being filmed in Hollywood. Yeah. So... So back to us talking about the sequel. Yeah. I must say, for Sarah's costume, I did like that they, like, made it a little less sexy. Same. They gave her, like, a little shawl, and it covered the cleave. Yeah. And I was like, okay, Sarah Jessica Parker, she's, like, she's still a sexy lady. I mean, that blonde wig on her, though, she still looks great, but. Yeah. I appreciate it. It's a little too much in the first movie sometimes. I'm like waiting for a whole whole boob to pop out. I'm like, Sarah, yeah, Sarah, you got it. Yeah. I also think it's funny. It's a uh, Sarah Jessica Parker playing Sarah Sanderson, same name. So I, yeah, who am I talking to? Sarah the character happen? or Sarah Jessica Parker? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you notice? So Becca, Cassie, and Izzy were all in like the color schemes of the three Sanderson sisters. Yes, the I did. Film. I noticed it, like, within five seconds. It was like, nope. Because <laughs> it's Becca who is the witch. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, right? Yeah. And she's in the purple and green of Winifred. Mm-hmm. Izzy is, or, yeah, Izzy's um, Mary with the orange and plaids and browns. Mm-hmm. And then Becca's in the pinks and purples and is kind of like the popular girl. She also wore a blue shirt at one point. She also wore a blue, Yeah. But yes, I noticed that also. She's also like trying to be popular and like she has a boyfriend. 
Yeah. Which I was also like, okay, girl, you can have time for your boyfriend, but you can also make time for your friends. Yeah. 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 So going into it, I was wondering how sexual this one was going to be, for lack of a better word, compared to the first one. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's a whole sequence where Sarah literally like lays on her broom and is like stroking it. And she's like, come children. And I'm like, that's a little weird. Yeah, that and like how many times they make fun of Max for being a virgin. Yeah. At like age 15. And just like a bunch of stuff like that. So I remember like being like, how sexual is this going to be? And the moment that the kid in the magic shop is like, what's What's a virgin? virgin? (laughs) I was like, okay, so they're not going to do that. No. I love the explanation though. And I'm sure there were a lot of kids that had the same question after seeing the original, right? Like how many people, how many kids probably were like, what does that mean? Like, so I think they handled it well when the little kid asked, well, what's a virgin? And he was all, it's someone who's uh, never lit a candle before. That made me laugh for no reason. I thought it was really funny. Yeah. I will tell you. So going back, Sean thought the black cat that the magic shop owner was Thackeray and had a full on argument with me about whether Thackeray died at the end of the last one or not. Thackeray definitely died. And I was like, we see his ghost go into the afterlife with his sister. Yeah. Like, he is dead. Dead, That cat is not him. No. He was like, it was kind of like, I don't want to say clickbaity. I forget how he worded it, of them to have this black cat, but it not speak. Yeah, like misleading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, misleading. it felt like a little bit of a red herring. I agree. Like, yeah, my first thought was like, and then I was like, no, that can't be Thackeray. He died. And then, but my mom also thought the same thing. She was like, hey, isn't that the cat from the first movie? And I was like, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Um, yeah. I just like, you're. I agree. I'm like, why is this cat here other than like to like pay homage to the original? Yeah. Like, I I get it, but, like, I don't know. Just, like, the behavior of the cat is a little too Thackeray-like. Yes. You know, that it's not just, like, a regular cat. Yeah. So, I don't know. That did bug me, too. Um, Going back a little bit. Oh, okay. I really liked the girls who played. I I was literally just about to bring up the three girls that played the three Sanderson sisters in the opening. Yes, they were so good. They were great. And I feel they like they amazing. really embodied the characters and like I felt like they had like yeah, the same vibes and I liked how Sarah's character they weren't trying to make her like Sarah Jessica Parker Sarah Sarah like you know where she's like mm-hmm. all into boys and all that stuff. It's like she's just kind of like the ditzy blonde girl ditzy. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked that. Yeah, I agree. I think they did a great also, job. Also, I liked how their hair kind of matched. They're adorable. Kind of. It totally matched. It was so cute. Totally. Yeah. I loved that. I also really liked... Um, I also really liked... I liked stealing Billy. Yes. <laughs> Can we talk about Billy? <laughs> He's like, we kissed once in the field. We kissed once in the graveyard. It's like, it's not... True club. Yeah. Not... Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, shit, this again. 
He's all, dang it, I just, I d- it was one kiss. It was very cute. I also was like watching this and I was like, hold on, she just turned 16 and you want her to get married? That's yeah. stupid. But that's, that's I guess, how things were back then, whatever. Yeah. I was like, this is dumb. She would have already been married, pretty much. Yeah. But I, I thought it was dumb. I yeah. was like, she's a baby, leave her alone. Yeah. Um, so their mom is gone, too, obviously. Mm-hmm. They only really talk about the nap. Yeah, they never mention anything about the mom, really. No. I assume she's dead. Yeah. I don't know. Unless their mom is that, like, <laughs> that, like, other witch lady. The witch lady? Yeah. That gave me Agatha from WandaVision vibes. Oh, really? You got Agatha from WandaVision? Because I got, yeah. I got, like, I got, like, Maleficent well, specific- meets Whitney Houston's, uh, meets with Whitney Houston's fairy godmother. You see, I think the only thing that I got Agatha vibes was Agatha is from the Salem Witch Trials and was the last one in her coven. Yeah, okay. I think that was more so why I got those vibes. I mean, I definitely see why. Yeah. Definitely get that. But I feel like her overall vibe was, like, Maleficent. Like, more, more, particularly more that because it had, like, the... Yeah. It's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm nice kind I'm of vibe. Nice. But, like, not, yeah. not really. Like, we kind of can tell, yeah. like, not really. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, she did that to the girl. She was like, why are you here? And blah, blah, blah. And then Winnie mm-hmm. does, like, a little magic. And she's like, oh, okay, never mind. Hi. I mean, that's literally Winifred at the end of the movie. Yeah. It's a, it's. It's a, oh. Like passing of the torch. Yeah. Which is why I don't think there should be a third one. Because I, I feel like they've passed the torch off to these three other girls. I agree. So. But yeah. I also really liked seeing them like get the book for the first time and everything like that. Mm-hmm. As well. Yeah. It made me happy. Like I loved the opening sequence so much. Oh, like just with the young girls, with the young young sisters. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. I also liked when she was like running through the town and everybody was like. (laughs) I loved the lady that was like, that was enough for me today. And like went back inside immediately. I I was like, I feel that. On like a spiritual level. Yeah. Yes. That lady, she spoke for all of us. Yeah. That would be enough. I'd be like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. And. So, oh, but Reverend, he was trying to, like, hand off the, um, why are the sisters blanking on me? Mary and Sarah to the family? Yeah. Why weren't they already with them? You know what I mean? Because, like, they don't have any parents, so, like. I think because Winnie is, like, an adult now because she's 16. Like, it seems like their father had just recently passed away. Yeah. And so maybe it was like a, well, she's almost an adult. Let her try to yeah. do it. And then they were like, witch! And so then they tried to take the sisters away, and that's when she freaked out. And then they burned the guy's house down. Yeah. 
I was like, Sorry. yeah, yeah. Um, the transition was so drastic from like early like 1600 Salem to 2022. I know, like the music, the vibe, I like the architecture, jumped. everything. No, I just jumped when the music changed so drastically from like old timey like ambiance to da 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 whatever the song was. Oh gosh, what was it? Now I can't remember. I don't know. But it, I yeah, I was like, this is really weird. Okay, this is an odd choice. Let me tell you, I'm gonna get. Yep, I got the witches are back as the thing, which I really like. Skeleton Sam. Okay. So, let's talk about the songs. Okay. I liked Witches Are Back. I didn't expect them to, like, fully just, like, break out into a number as soon as they came back. Me neither, and I kind of liked it. I was like, oh, okay, I Same. did this. But then I thought it was going to be more of, like, a movie musical rather Same. than two songs. Same. So then that was misleading for me. Oh, I agree. And then they just did um, one way or another at the end. And I was like, oh, okay. So this is literally, I yeah. put a spell on you version two. Okay, got it. At least the other, at least Which, I put a spell on you as a Halloween song. Neither of these are Halloween songs. That's what bothered me. Well, The Witches Are Back was made, right? No, it's a, no. It's a spoof of The Bitches Back by Elton John. Oh. Which I knew was going, a lot of people were going to say that there is a lot of kids out there whose first introduction to that song is going to be this movie, and they're going to say, oh, it's the Hocus Pocus song. But those of us who know better are going to say, no, 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 it's Elton John. Get yourself some culture. Yeah. So what song would you have done instead of One Way or Another? Because I do not like that song there. I feel like it fits the vibe of what they were going for but i feel I like know. they should have chosen like thriller or something you know that would have been a great because thriller is a halloween song you know yeah i i right. just felt like it was very out of place i i think in my notes i even wrote oh look it's trying to be I put a spell on you. Yeah, that's literally what it is. And they have the whole breakdown section with the exact yeah, same spell. Yeah, it's the exact same spell. If you watch them, if like I was watching it and I was like, hold on, these are the exact same lyrics from I put yeah. a spell on you. So so the thing is, is like if they wanted to do pretty much that entire scene, they should have just done I put a spell on you again. Yeah. I think nobody would be mad if they did I sp- did a spell on I you wouldn't again. have been mad. I Put a Spell on You is probably my favorite moment in the first movie. It's fantastic. My favorite whole, my favorite thing in that whole movie is the, first of all, it's another glorious morning. It makes me sick. Makes me sick. Yeah, that one. And, uh, hello, Salem. My name's Winifred. What's yours? Oh. Another favorite <laughs> moment in the first one is Danny being like, I'll do this for you. But next Halloween, we have to dress up as Peter Pan and with uh, tights. Tinkerbell. With tights. Is it Peter Pan and Tinkerbell Wendy. or Peter Pan and Wendy? Peter Wendy. Pan and Wendy. With tights. That one's a good one, too. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that the 
store that um, Gilbert ran was literally the old Sanderson sister house. I didn't either. I was like, what? How is this the old Sanderson? I didn't like it. I was like, why is this not still the museum? Same. I was like, why not just... I did not like it at all. I didn't Um, either. I don't like Gilbert as a character. I thought he was okay. I thought it was cute, but I was also like, how unhelpful are you going to be? Yeah. Also, you tricked them into bringing them back, so, like, that's a shady move. That was was. Also, I didn't like his, like, quote-unquote backstory of him seeing the Sanderson sisters. That was such a lame one. There were so many more times. There were so many more points where, like, Gilbert could have run into the Sanderson sisters. Like... I put a spell on you. Or when they were walking down the street and literally hundreds of children passed by them. Like, come on. We're getting to the bus stop. Or Yeah. Come on. There's so many other times when he was like, I just briefly saw a flash over the moon and blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, that's yeah. gross. Also, I definitely thought, and I, my note is literally, is the one in green. So I'm pretty sure I'm talking about, is it Becca is the witch? Yeah. I think I, th- um, so... Is the one in green related to them or something for the Sanderson sisters? I was convinced she was related to them, like, very distantly. Yeah, I mean, she could have. Yeah. Who's to say? Especially because Cassie's family dates back to the Reverend. Yeah. Which, by the way... Him liking Halloween because his family dates back to the Salem witch trials feels, like, weird. It feels like the same people. It feels like, okay, here, just stick with me on this. This feels like the same vibe as, like, people who, like, go overboard for Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Jr. Day. Yeah, because their family, like, owned slaves in the South, like, ages ago. Yeah. Gives that same kind of vibe. Yeah. He also just creeped me out the entire movie. Honestly, I was like, how are you a parent? That, like, that, like, I was like, I don't get this. You are not acting like a parent. You were, like, a man-child who just wants his green apple. Like, you just want your candy apple. Like, although I must say, man only wanted one thing in the whole movie. It was really easy to follow. And he didn't. And get he it. never got it. So I mean, <laughs> if I waited ten years to get my hands on another candy apple like that, I probably would be pretty upset too. So fair. Yeah. So jumping a little bit um more into the movie, my mom, th- the moment she saw um Walgreens on screen, she went. How much money did they pay to be in this film? Right? Because, <laughs> like, it is a long scene. And there's, like, a whole thing in the Walgreens. And then it's mentioned later. Yeah. How much money did Walgreens spend? Who knows? Also, I love how it was lotions. L- like, potions. Yeah. 
I loved, I thought that was so clever. I really did think there was a lot of really clever parts of it. There was a lot of other stuff that I really didn't like, but I liked it for the most part. Yeah. I thought it was fine. um, Kind of a callback to the original one where Mary's riding the broom. Or no, not Mary. Winifred's riding the broom. Sarah's Uh, on a mop. Mary's riding the vacuum and Sarah's on a mop. But it's 2022. 2022 so Winifred is still on the broom yeah but Sarah is on a Swiffer that got me it was a Swiffer wet jet too so you know I was like oh my god and then Mary was on the Roombas two Roombas (laughs) which my mom loved it so we had just gone shopping like all day and had like a girls day and my mom was like, yeah, I want to get some um, a Roomba for the house. And I was laughing because I was like, knowing we were going to watch this movie later on. Please tell me you, your mom named her Roomba Mary. We haven't gotten a Roomba yet. Oh, well, now she has to but name it Mary. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Um, the Roombas ended up coming to save the day for the Sanderson's. I know. So. I was like, that is a, uh, oh gosh, what's it called? Like... Like, when there's a thing in the plot that, like, really doesn't make any sense. I know what you're talking about. But, like, it saves the day anyway, and, like, everything that came before doesn't really matter now. Mm, Oh, gosh. I know there's probably people listening screaming at me what it is, but, like, off the top of my head, I cannot remember all of a sudden. We're probably going to get a text from Kara. Being like, you idiots! Thing in plot that helps move it forward no because that is literally you're just gonna get action plot device no it's like a uh it's like oh fantastic beast 2 had this yes three had this three three do we watch the third have you seen three no we haven't watched it for the show i don't think i've I've watched the third one though Okay, there's a creature that is literally this thing. Deus Ex Machina? Yes! That's what it is called. Deus Ex Machina. Okay, here's the thing. Deus Ex Machina is situational resolution. MacGuffin is the physical object. Okay, so the object is... So the Roombas are a MacGuffin, but the whole situation is a Deus Ex Machina. That's what it is. Yes. Yes. Because, okay, so yeah, a MacGuffin is an object or device in a movie or book that serves merely as a trigger for the plot. Yes, that's exactly what it is. So, well, it's not the trigger for the plot. It just, like, it's like, hmm, this random it thing just showed up. It helps move the forward. Yeah. The plot forward, though. I was like, I was like, um, where the, how the heck did those Roombas make it all the way over here? Have you ever seen a Roomba? They're not that fast. I mean, they're fast, but, like. Not that fast. I've done run over by a Roomba before, so... Were you just standing there? I was walking around my friend's house, and it was coming at me as I'm walking to her kitchen. Okay, well, like... And it ran over my foot. Yeah. Like I said, but, like, they're not fast enough to get over there. Plus, what the heck is the battery life on those things? They've been going since... They're not at all. Like they don't have a good battery at all. I mean, I've my boss's Roomba for a few hours. Like it runs for like a while. It'll go for a while. Um, 
I'm literally. But like. Battery life. I don't know. Maybe like. Roomba. <laughs> now we're Googling battery lives on Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> or how long does the. Because I'm getting how long it actually lasts. Isn't that what we want? No, because it's saying two to five, um, two and a half years. Oh, for like the life of the battery. Yeah. No, we're talking about how long does a charge? Two hours. Two hours. See, that's way longer than two hours. Also, also, Roombas fill up very quickly, especially if they're outside. There's a lot of dirt and debris outside. So yeah. it would have stopped because it was full. Yeah. I'm like, come on, man. I'm like, ah, I don't know about this. Unless somehow, okay. unless yeah, somehow Mary like can... bewitched these Roombas to like follow her all the time. But that is so like, um, MacGuffin or whatever you would, plot kind of. You thing. would absolutely have to assume that. Like, there's no way that like regular Roombas could just follow her around. They wouldn't even follow her. You know, Roombas just go wherever they want to go. So like, yes, they do. 100% a deus ex machina. Bugged the hell out of me. Yeah. Jeez. So, kind of to go along with Sean, the Sanderson sisters thought that Gilbert's cat was Thackeray. Yeah. Found that funny. I mean... But yeah. Also, I love how they went, oh, we can't get the mayor. His daughter works. I know. I was like, hold up. <laughs> so you. I was like, what? Okay. There was a lot of plot points in this that I was like, you're just doing this to make the also, movie last where's longer. Where's her mom? That too. But her mom wouldn't have counted. No. Because she, she isn't in the bloodline. No. But I'm sure, like, Maybe she's dead. I don't know. They don't want to talk about it. No, because she's in the billboard picture. You're right. So where the heck is she? I don't know. What? If- because they make a whole point of being like, "Oh, Cassie actually made it on the." Yeah. What if that? What if that lady's just an actress that they hire so they look like they have a real family, but it's really just the two of them? Would you imagine? Oh my god. No, because. The mayor, like, he seems like he's been mayor for a long time and everything like that. No, I know. I'm just making a joke. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, what did you think about the Sanderson sister costume contest that they had? I thought it was adorable. I thought I think that might have been one of my favorite scenes in the movie especially mary going up to the guy being like oh look at us we're foxy because <sighs> i'm trying to get a trio together to maybe do the sanderson sisters this halloween it's like one of my two ideas for halloween this year i love that that's adorable yeah i absolutely when we go out. would 
Yeah. Like, I could... I would, um, I would be Winifred in my group. Ooh, I would want to be... Okay, hear me out. I want to be Sarah from the first movie just because she, like, believe it. Well, yeah. We're, yeah. Um, I think we have a Sarah. We're just having trouble finding a Mary. That's fair. I feel like my mom yeah. and I could. We just don't have a third person to do it with. We don't have a third girl to do it with. That, that's what is happening with us. So we might just scrap it and do our own thing and then go out. Or you could do like... Because you can't just do two of the three. Yeah, or you could do like uh, Velma and Daphne. Yeah. Who they convert? Sorry, here's a real awkward tangent. (gasps) Yes. So happy. Do you want to say it? Velma is officially confirmed lesbian in the new. Is it Velma show? I have no idea. I don't know what it is, but she's a confirmed lesbian. Yep. I saw that. Very exciting. I happy. Yeah. Um, let's see. Okay. Let's move on. We've been talking about the. We haven't even talked about, like, the third act. No, we haven't. Like, at all. I don't know how I feel. I like this note you wrote. Oh, it's a full-fledged musical number. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, oh, where was it? So, I don't know how I feel. Like, so did Sarah and Mary always have the powers, just never really learned it? No, I think it's the, hmm. No. Maybe. No? Maybe they did, but they just never used it. I mean, Sarah uses her voice, and obviously it has some sort of magical effect. And Mary and has... same with Mary. Yeah. Sniffing out. So uh, they must be to some degree. Just maybe not... But not as powerful as Winnie. Maybe they just never thought they were. Yeah. Because clearly we can I see liked them. Lot, I love I love when Sarah's doing the pew, 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 and jumping in, this, <laughs> in the air. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was cute. She's like very excited. I would be, too. Can we talk about Billy for, like, two seconds? Yes. I loved how when he first came back, he was chasing Gilbert, and Gilbert was, like, running. He was, like, booking it. And he was like, why is this happening again? I'm a good zombie. That got me so hard. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of forgot about that until you said it. I was like, yeah. Yeah. And And then he's all, um... That's not what happened. That is not what happened. Finally setting the record straight because everybody had been saying that he and Winifred were lovers and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, we never were. It was one kiss. So that begs the question of what was him and Sarah? They never talk about it. You're right. Yeah. Because they do, like, make that whole point in the first one being, like, the reason his lips were sewn up is because Winnie caught Sarah and him yeah, in the woods. Maybe it was just a kiss then, too. Yeah. He never says anything about Sarah. No. Which I found interesting. Yeah. Me, too. Um, let's see. Interesting. 
I could see them doing a third one of just the girls, like, really delving into powers kind of thing. I want to see I want to see the OGs come back. I was really hoping it was going to be at least like a cameo as like a teacher or like a parent at the carnival, right? Like see. or even one of their parents. But they'd be kind of I mean, no, I think it would have been good to have like Danny, Danny could totally be around still. Yeah. Like to have like Danny or Max. Okay, let's be honest. What are the chances that Max and Allison stayed together like beyond high school? Very slim, right? Not. Yeah. Yeah. Probably beyond that year. Let's be frank. They were probably only together a year because they had like shared trauma and then they were like, okay, we're done. This is not good. Yeah. So like I think it would be cool to have to see like Max and Allison back in Salem Mm -hmm. for like danny's wedding or something yeah you know like make it completely different and like danny she loved halloween so like you could argue that same with allison yeah and allison's family were like kind of rich yeah because they were in like the rich people house so i feel like she like her family would have been like good friends with the mayor yeah yeah i mean there's a lot of easy ways to like I think bring them back in. Yeah. Because, like, she would be the what, same this, age so as, like, the mayor. So this film takes place 29 years after the first one. Yeah. That's 30 years. And they were 15 in the first one. So they'd be, like, well into their 40s. 45. Yeah. Yeah. At least. I mean, Danny would probably be... She was, what, eight? So she eight. would be... A little... About 38. Yeah, 30. 37. Yeah. Okay, so maybe not a wedding. Maybe like, uh, I don't know, some kids. I don't know, one of their kids something. A graduation. Well, no, you can't graduate at Halloween. I don't know. But like, maybe like. I, ooh, I know what you're ooh, talking I got about. it. I got it. Oh. What if like, what if like one of Max and Danny's parents died? Like what if their dad passed away, had to be back in Salem for like funeral arrangements and like taking care of all that stuff and they just have to deal with that yeah and then like all the craziness happens like they're light they somebody accidentally throws the black flame candle in with all the other candles and then like Mm -hmm. one of their kids is lighting them all and then flicks it on and then it's about their kids right yeah. But I just wanted it to be about their kids in some way. Yeah, I mean. And I know that the, like, the three of them, so Allison, Max, and Danny, are all pretty active still with Hocus Pocus stuff. Yeah. There's, um, it's called House of Mouse. It's a pretty new convention in Orlando. It's in January. And they're having literally a full, like, Hocus Pocus reunion, pretty much, because they're having, like, those three kids and, like, a bunch of the, like, I think they're having Ice and whatever the other bully's name is from the original one. Like, they're having, like, all these random people from the original one. Yeah. So, it's like, I just... Bothers me. I agree. So, anyway. Moving into that third act, we have um, 
the girls finding out that they also, or uh, Becca also finding out that she has powers and like yeah. going toe to toe with Winifred Sanderson. She does do the mm-hmm. Magica Maxima spell. She does. But then it comes at a price. Because uh, Sarah and Sarah Mary. Sarah and Mary. Bye bye. Yeah, they start to uh, fade away. Which honestly mm-hmm. was heartbreaking. <gasps> yes. Like, that actually yes. hurt me. I was like, oh, ow. Yeah. And then um, Whitney's like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know this was going to happen. Bring them back. Bring them back. And they do this, like, reunification mm-hmm. spell. I thought this was such a stupid way to end the movie. Like, I, I thought it was, like, sweet. Yeah. I thought it was really sweet. But it was so anticlimactic. I was like, mm-hmm. bruh. I was like, that's the end? Yeah. I just like I love at the that in the first one there's like this huge action <laughs> sequence and it's like the stakes are so high and then resolution. You yeah. know, the sun comes up and it's over and How would you have ended it? I would have ended it with like the battle, like a witchy battle and then True. like the three girls because they have the book, like, book would be helping them, and the three girls, like, cast a spell on them, and that would be it. Like, it's this big, like, of magic, and then they hit them with something that would take them out. Yeah. Or, I don't know. I mean. I don't know. I just wish something happened. I mean, the events of the movie... You're supposed to believe that they happen over the course of a few hours in the night and that there's still yeah. night left. Like, after all of that, the girls are like, let's go home and watch a movie. I'm like, hold on. Isn't it almost like yeah. morning? Like, shouldn't you be going to sleep? Well, the first one, like, they fu- fully have the full day. Or the full night. Yeah. And, like, this one is, like, halfway through the night. I don't even know what time it's supposed to be. Like, 2 in the morning, 3 in the morning. I'm like, hold on. After everything, you want to go home and watch movies? I would want to go home and just sleep. Yeah. That sounds exhausting, doing all that stuff. Like, watching them run around and, like, do all this stuff and then figure out you're a witch. Like, I'd be like, okay, I'm done with the day. Let me go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Heck, sometimes I come home from work and I'm like, I'm done. And so I just jump into bed at like 430. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, I feel that that just kind of bugged me. And then did you see the crow at the end from like the main witch? Yes. And I was like, hold up. She was in like the first 10 minutes of this movie. And you expect us to believe that she's just going to pop back up somehow. And then the movie was over. And I was like, OK, what? Why? And then my thought was maybe, like, being there helped give Becca her powers? Maybe? Yeah. Maybe? I I don't know. I honestly don't know. I I don't know. I thought it was... I don't know how I... So, I, I agree. I... Besides, obviously, showing my mom, I don't know when I'd see it again. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. I watch I watch the original Hocus Pocus every year. Same. 
it's up there with me for with Halloween Town mm-hmm. and like the other classic Disney Channel Halloween movies. Mm-hmm. In fact, as an RA, I'm doing a Halloween movie event, and on my poll for my residents to pick what movie we're gonna watch, Halloween Town, Hocus Pocus, Nightmare Before Christmas, like all the like '90s, early 2000s mm-hmm. Disney Halloween. Yep. Yeah, I agree. So like. I feel like Hocus Pocus, the original, is much more timeless. And I feel like, I mean, there is a lot that dates it. I mean, just seeing the car, like, I looked at that and I was like, oh my gosh, that is a, like, 1993 Ford Expedition. I know exactly what car that is. Um, Yeah. But, like, I mean, there's stuff that dates it, sure, but there's, there's, like, this timeless aspect to it, you know? Yeah. I don't know, maybe it's just nostalgia, but... I feel like the second one relies... I did appreciate that it was a little bit more comedic than the first. The first one can get pretty scary sometimes. The first one made my mom jump. Um, Really? Yeah, when Max is going to look for Danny and it's actually Sarah in the bed, she, like, she jumped about three feet in the air. (laughs) She doesn't like that kind of stuff, like... Oh, I love your mom. Yeah. She doesn't like... That's, like, the scariest movie she'll watch. Yeah. Like... So, but, um, I miss your mom. She always tells me to tell you hi. I love that. I love her. She's all, when are we going to see Emma again? I'm all, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, um, but anyway. We have a job this summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh. Anyway, like, I feel like the second one relies a lot more heavily on, like, jokes that are, like, look at how out of touch they are, you know? Yeah. And, like, jokes about this cult classic film. Yeah. And, well, it would be like if we got a Beetlejuice nowadays and they were just making jokes that were, like... About 2022. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it would be, like... That and, like, the virgin joke and stuff like that that tied in from the first one. Yeah, it would be, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm more annoyed by the fact that it relies so heavily on the fact that the Sanderson sisters are so removed from 2022. Even the the jump in technology between 1993 and 2022 is huge. Yeah. You know? So I think it relied really heavily on this joke that – they don't know what skincare is and like they've never seen fluorescent yeah. lights and you know yeah it's like i don't know i don't know i think i think the original the jokes weren't about the time the jokes were about the situation itself you know what i mean yeah like i mean there were a few things like the smoke alarm Oh, yeah, I kind of forgot about that from the first one. Yeah, from the first one. The smoke alarm and, like, you know, the car with the lights. Like, but I feel like that's, those are kind of relatable across the years. Like, it doesn't matter that it's a 1993 Ford Expedition. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter that it's an old-fashioned smoke alarm. It's the same thing. If you hold a lighter up to a smoke alarm, it's going to go off. You know, like versus now where it's like the Roombas like in how many years is that still going to be relevant 
You know, in how many years is a joke about Swiffers still going to be relevant? I love it now, but in 15 years, you know, like we can watch Hocus Pocus now, 29 years later, and say... Which, that weirds me out that next year will be 30 years of Hocus Pocus. You know, it creeps me out even more. What? My brother turns 30 next year. Jeez. Yup. <coughs> My brother was born the same year that Hocus Pocus came out. That's weird to think. Yeah. About. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just like... I don't know. I feel like the humor in the original is much more well thought out. Whereas this feels like yeah. this feels like a lot of cheap shots. And I feel like they make fun of the dad so much. And he just wants his apple. That's it. Yeah. He has one request in the whole movie and he never gets it. And that bothered me. He got a shitty Walmart or Walgreens apple and the lights were broken. Who turns the lights off in Walgreens? It was so funny because I was in Walgreens the next day after seeing him. I was like, mm. "You were like, what if I just turn the lights off?" Yeah, it was so funny because um, there's a party princess company back home in Orlando, um, and they have the Sanderson sisters and like villains out for October That's that cute. you can like rent out for your parties, and they've been doing a lot of marketing surrounding this movie. With their Sanderson sisters. Oh, yeah. And they, like, took them into Walgreens and had them, like, reenact, like, part of the scene and stuff like that. I'll have to send you the TikTok that they did. Yes. Send it. It was adorable. That's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of my friends work for that company, which is why I follow it on TikTok. Uh. Because I'll be like, oh, look, it's my friend Allison or whatever. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel like we've sufficiently ripped this movie apart so what would you give it on a scale of one to ten? Oh, i didn't even think about this i'm gonna say a seven out of ten seven out of ten i feel like this is really harsh but hold on what did i rate the first one i feel like this is really harsh but i'm going off of dancing with the stars i've been watching a lot of it recently i'm gonna give it a six Okay. I'm trying to see what I rated, um, how I rated, um... The original? The OG one. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just feel like... episode 23? Maybe? I feel like... Nope. The second one was like, it wasn't good, it wasn't bad, it was mediocre. It was mediocre. Yeah. Like, I liked it fine. Will I watch it again? Probably not. It, it won't be my go-to. I mean, if somebody wanted you know? to watch it, I'd be like, yeah, sure, okay. But, like, it wouldn't be my choice. Yeah. Like what you said. Like, it wouldn't be my go-to. Like, my go-to Halloween movie is Corpse Bride. I just watched it the other day, and I was like, yes. I haven't watched it yet. I watched, let's see, the other day I watched Corpse Bride. Yeah. I watched all the Halloween episodes of The Office. Yeah, I'm going to go 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. So... I'm looking at our scores from last year for the first one. Okay. You said a 9 out of 10, and I said a 9.5 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still going with a 6. Yeah. It feels right. 
just our first note on this makes me laugh so hard. It's Allison's parents are Hamilton cosplayers. Yep. I remember that. They <laughs> totally are. Yeah. Well, I feel like we put that to rest. And I'm sure we're the hundredth podcast to talk about this movie this week. Yeah. So, shall we get into some fandom news? Sure. So, the cover for The Sun and the Star, a Nico D'Angelo adventure, was released on September 28th, along with a release date for the Nico D'Angelo and Will Solis um, spinoff book, which will be released in, the, in North America and the UK on May 2nd of 2023. Disney's Epcot beloved hold on that was that's a weird sentence okay no I don't know I felt it just felt weird I never I never talk about Epcot I always talk about I always talk about Disneyland yeah I okay here's the thing there's a reason Gabby's reading this one and not me and it's because I'm mad oh Emma's pissed so uh yeah i can't even speak it into existence i said i said epcot so maybe you guys are guessing tweet at us if you're guessing right now i'll give you i'll give you i'll give you a second to uh tweet it but uh disney's epcot's beloved character figment is getting a feature film from seth rogan she texted me in all caps just why Here's the thing. I respect people who like Figment. No, you don't. One of my best... Two of my good friends that have guests on this show are Figment fanatics. I respect their wrong opinion. See, there it is. About there it is. liking Figment. Hear me out. However, I think we should have your friends who like Figment and you in like a debate. Yeah, so Tyler and Skylar against Emma. Yeah. And Kara. The island. Oh, yeah. Emma and Kara against Tyler and Skylar, and I'll be the I'll be the mediator. Though I will say Tyler and Skylar grew up with the original ride, which I never did. Mm. So I think that's a huge part of me not liking it, was I didn't grow up with this character. Okay. That and also Epcot oversaturates him. Well, like I said, we'll we'll call Tyler and Skylar and get them on a call and we'll we'll have you guys battle it out. Okay. Um so this December, so December of 2022, Team Starkid is returning to the road in the Starkid Jangle Ball Holiday Tour where they'll be delivering an evening of iconic Starkid villain songs and a concert r- rendition of v- a VHS Christmas carol. And it's an East Coast tour. Is that a very... No. VHS Christmas Carol? VH... It, it, it was their, like, Christmas Carol that they did last year. That was the name of it. Oh. It's a VHS Christmas Carol. Got it. Okay, I was like, that's not Harry Potter Christmas Carol. Could you imagine? Yeah. It, it's an East Coast um, tour. And I've been looking at, like... And it's going down, like, all of their stops because they're announcing them, like, one day at a time. They're going further southeast. So I keep telling Skylar, I'm like, yo, if Starkid's come into Orlando, you and I have to go. Yep. 
So I could be seeing StarKid this December. You mean this winter? This December. Oh, I thought you said this summer. I was like, nope. December. Um, Did you see that Darren Chris at the Hollywood Bowl bought all those yes! people on stage? Yes. With Tessa Netting? Yes. Yeah, with her husband. It was very cute. Yeah. So moving on, Crystal Joy Brown, Katie Rose Clark, and more joined New York Theater's workshop of uh, Merrily We Roll Along. Yes. So according to the film's producer, a Broadway-aimed Hocus Pocus stage musical is in the works. No. Don't like it. I agree. I agree. That's all I have to say. Um, Michelle Williams will join the Broadway-aimed concert of Children of Eden in Chicago. It's official. Android Weber's Cinderella, which is now renamed to Bad Cinderella, will begin previews in February of 2023 at the Imperial Theater, which is the current home to Broadway's Phantom of the Opera, and Lindy Gino is going to star as Bad Cinderella in this production. I feel like if you're putting the word bad in front of your show, that's like setting yourself up for failure. Well, here's the thing. He already set himself up for failure when he told the, the West End cast that it was a costly mistake. Yeah. I don't think it's that bad, but a lot of people hate it. I don't like how they announced the name change. Oh. <laughs> Those, like, awkward it was like, spray paint. You know a millennial did that. Like, you know that was so millennial it hurt. Like, yeah. in 2016, people would have been losing their minds. But, like, now? Yeah. Yikes. I, I, I don't like him. <laughs> my, my thoughts. Also, the previews start the day before Phantom closes. How? I don't know. That, that's the date I saw odd yeah they don't deserve to go in there they need to put no. like a show that's been around forever there mm-hmm. so like chicago or something like yeah. that here's what i want or the sweeney todd revival yes i was gonna say give me a revival of rent i would spend a billion dollars in new york in a heartbeat just to go speaking see that. of star kid have you seen the um I forget where it is in California, but Jeff Blim from Starkid, he's playing Roger right I now. I did see that. It's in LA. Yeah. I've been debating going up there to see it. You should go see it. I've been debating, but I don't know. I don't have time. I know that he doesn't do Roger every night. Yeah, I don't have that much time. Yeah. So last but not least, Alani's Resorts, Alani Resorts Imagined Signature Restaurant, Ama Ama, is opening on October 14th with a brand new menu inspired by the delicious flavors of the islands. Yes, so that's Disney's Hawaii Resort. Yes. Yeah. So shall we see them in the outro? I believe so. Okay. Um, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Fan Fatales. We are a proud part of the Real Fans Podcast Network. That's right, and if you want to check out more shows on the network, you can find them at rf4rm.com. Um, join us next week where we will be continuing Spooktober with a discussion of the history of horror films. Remember to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And subscribe to us on YouTube. 
please leave us a review and comment down below to tell us what you thought about the show. And remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod for the latest updates. Now, Emma, where can the people find you on social media? So my Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok are all at SnippyEmma, which is S-N-I-P-P-Y-E-M-N-A. What about you, Gabs? I'm at Gabby Gent on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. That's G-A-B-Y-J-E-N-T. Our editing is by the wonderful Carol Lindsmeyer. And as always, thank you for tuning in. Bye! Bye. Bye. Who's your special in this episode and not like the man coming there about?